0: I'm Junior Francis and want to welcome you to the sixth episode of the History of LA Skia one-on-one sessions. Tonight's featured guest is none other than Heather Augustine. For those of you who may not know Heather, she's a lecturer in the English department at Purdue University Northwest. Write for Pick It Up, Skia in the 90s documentary. Additionally, she has written seven books. Number one, Dan German, The Genius and Tragedy of the World's Greatest Trombone Player. Now, I'm not saying that Dan is the greatest, even though I believe he is. These are Heather's words Women in Jamaican Music, Songbirds, Pioneering Women in Jamaican Music, Alpha's Boys School, Cradle of Jamaican Music, Oral History, Scare. The Rhythm of Liberation, and last but not least, Operation Jump Up, Jamaica's campaign for a national sound. I'm about to be joined live by the spectacular and remarkable Heather Augustine. Heather, how do you do? Hi, Junior. I'm
1: doing great. How are you doing?
0: Well, uh, I'm very jealous of you. You have too many books out and I don't have any. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Don't <laughs> come. I
0: know you have lots to write about. <laughs> yes. So how is the weather where you are? Let's start with oh, that. Oh,
1: it's a bit chilly, but you know, for December, it's not too bad in Chicago. Today, it wasn't too windy. Mm-hmm. So. I,
0: and you're on the outskirts of Chicago.
1: Yeah, I am in. technically, it's a suburb, but I'm in just over the border in Indiana. So, mm-hmm. uh, right. But I was just in Chicago today. So I'm in Chicago all the time.
0: All right. So where exactly yeah. were you born?
1: I was born in Chesterton, Indiana, the same town I live in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get
1: too far. <laughs>
0: I'm quite sure you have, you've never lived outside of?
1: Yeah, I have. I've, I lived in Peoria for four years, Illinois. I lived in Chicago for 10 years. So, yeah, mm-hmm. but I moved back home and to be close to family and raise my family here. And,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, yeah, it's it's nice and quiet and it's close to Chicago. So we have nice culture. We can go to nice shows when it's not the pandemic so yes.
0: in jamaica there's a lamp you know there's a, a lamp we call that thing? Lamp shade, it thing lampshade This says home sweet home that yeah. was before that was before electricity yeah
1: i love that yeah. that's cute.
0: yes ma'am so how are you and your family coping uh, uh,
1: we're doing at all this right. particular
0: thank time mm-hmm.
1: yeah thanks for asking junior we're doing all right you know it's we're safe thank goodness um we're healthy and that's really all that matters and um my oldest son is uh, taking a gap year this year from school because he just graduated high school in the spring. So that's been it's been a little tough for him to not be able to go away to school. But I'm happy because I get to spend another year with him. So. Wow. OK, <laughs> so
0: your happiness. How about his happiness? Yeah,
1: uh, I think he's ready to go. <laughs> he's ready to go. But...
0: Does he play any sports?
1: No, he doesn't play any sports, but he plays guitar. So he's a musician.
0: Oh,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. yes. I'm working on him.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well I did not taste. leave out your your husband. You said you're married as well. Yeah,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll be married uh, twenty five years this summer. Oh, so. congratulations. Ooh, yes. Yeah, thank
0: you. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. So
1: um yeah, and so he's working from home and I'm working from home and mm-hmm. my youngest son is in high school and he's learning from home. So we're just all, you know, living in our in families. each
0: other's ways. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And and how about your parents?
1: You know, my mom is um, in my hometown. And that's one of the reasons why I live here. Yes. Um, yeah, and she's healthy. She's, you know, in her mid 70s. Well, 73. so Mid is pushing it. But yeah, she's mm-hmm. she's healthy. And uh, my dad, same thing, you know, but you know, when you get older, they, they've been through some health troubles, but we're all good right now. And that's all mm-hmm. we can look for. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, it's so inevitable that as you get, older, your body parts start to fall apart oh like God, an I old know. car. Oh, I know
1: about that. And you. there's hardly
0: anything you can do about it. <laughs> I
1: this. know. I know. And you tell young people to live a, a good lifestyle, a healthy lifestyle, and they don't
0: want to yes. hear it. But and it's so like... unfortunate that some young people have issues and sometimes serious yes. issues. Mm. Sure, sure, yeah. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. So, but wanted... how are
1: you doing? Are you healthy?
0: Um, I was in a bar fight, so I got um hit oh, no. here <laughs> oh no
1: you did not
0: <laughs> no, i'm i'm repeating the same line i no, was shaving oh, <laughs> oh, to get here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's the price of a beautiful face yeah i think it. yeah i think all the bars out here are closed i haven't gone same. To the clubs. Yeah, yeah yeah
1: yeah same here
0: uh oh, oh okay mm-hmm. and yeah that's in okay.
1: chicago a lot are closed yeah
0: right right mm. and the pandemic is running rampant out here
1: yeah. Out What's here in
0: the I The pandemic. Uh, I oh, think, yeah,
1: same here. I think we are number yeah. one,
0: if I'm not mistaken, California, oh maybe number one. We have yeah. some very stubborn people out here. Same here. Mm-hmm.
1: Don't, don't get me started.
0: Oh, you know, and I won't because we need <laughs> yeah. an entire show for that.
1: Yeah, yeah, but yeah.
0: We I wanted to ask you, though, uh, where did you get your education? Okay,
2: because, so.
0: Because you're so bright, brilliant, articulate. Oh, thank I've you. heard you on a couple thank of interviews. You.
1: Thank you like you so were
0: born in, the, in, in, in a dictionary. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I love language, that's for sure. So I, um, but I studied um, at my undergraduate at Bradley University in Peoria, Illinois, and I was a double major. I was English and philosophy. And then I went to graduate school and got my master's degree in writing from DePaul University. And so that was in Chicago. And that was in um, from 1994 to 1996, which is when ska was really popular in Chicago, um, the, what they call the third wave, but, uh, you know, more modern ska was really popular then. So I was really lucky to be in Chicago at that time when there was a lot of music around. Um, but that's, yeah, and then, and then now I teach at a university too. So I, I'm always um, immersed in academia. So I feel very lucky because I love that world.
0: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. overall, you have like four degrees. or did I count? Three. That's three. Mm-hmm. three,
1: yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow,
0: congratulations.
1: Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you.
0: So you're through with school now and focusing on right writing now. about Jamaican music. It you is definitely. so eternally glorious to see someone. Of your caliber focusing on jamaican music Thank you. now some of the languages you use i'll get into them later on
1: okay sure
0: uh-huh. i mean yes. the real strong language like the liberation of jamaica skia right the liberation. yeah i would love to talk
1: about that wow. yeah. uh-huh.
0: right <laughs> uh-huh. wonderful right. i also wanted to ask your earliest exposure to skia or even jamaican music whether right. it's first wave second wave If no, i know you don't like the definition right, but right, i can't right. think of another way of describing it
1: no, no, I understand. Yes. So your so, first
0: exposure and who was it? It was it one right. individual artist?
1: Well, when I was, a, you know, a teenager in the 80s, there was a show called 120 minutes that was really popular on MTV and all it was they would play all of the what we would call now alternative music. We called it progressive at the time. Mm-hmm. And it was music from England, you know, a lot of it was music from England. So that's where I first heard Madness and the English Beat and the specials and the selector. And I fell in love with that music then. So I think my, one of my first cassette tapes I had was the English beat, you know, what is beat? And then I had madness and, um, but I didn't really start listening to a lot of ska until um, I would say in, you know, the early nineties, I love the toasters. I fell in love with the toasters. That was my first gas show was Mm -hmm. the toasters. And when I went now, you have to understand in 1993, which is I think when I first saw them, I was not used to going to a music show where people danced. I was used to going to a show where everybody stood, or maybe it was like an arena, you know, like U2 or REM or something, and everybody would be in seats, and everybody would make (laughs) you stand up if you were lucky. So so that was it. And so when I saw the toasters and everybody was dancing, I thought, what the heck is this? And that was it. That was it. yeah. Uh, and you know what yeah. I love, Junior, is everybody, it, has, everybody has one of those stories. Every Ska fan has one of those stories about the day that they caught the Scab bug. Mm. You know? And it's just, it's the same thing. It's like we all just heard something and went, what is this? And then you fall in love and that's it.
0: Yeah, I, um, yeah. I was watching something on television. I think it was on YouTube. And this guy, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I'm Turkey or Greece. And he said, as a youngster, just learning how to play music, he had a yeah. friend who was in England mm-hmm. and brought back a cassette for him with yeah. Justin Hines and the Dominoes, Carragher Brinkham. And he said it was just hitting him off. It was off beat and he, 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 he was trying to go yeah. forward, but the music was just hitting him like a, bam, <laughs> like a sledgehammer. And right. he got hooked from that. It I, was the that's most it. amazing story I've ever right. heard. Right. Because right. he said the music, he, was, he learned music going this way, but this music was yeah. just coming after him. back, yeah. Going back. I backwards. love that. The beat was I off beat, it. and he can't catch the beat, but he caught the sickness. Yes. And he's been converted ever since.
1: Right, right, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's how it was for me, too. And when I wanted to go find out where this music came from, mm-hmm. there really wasn't anything written at that time.
0: But you, you haven't know? talked about your first experience or hearing. Uh, music from the e- epicenter
1: right so, at so we, that,
0: right Europe right. and America right
1: yeah so for me honestly it was I honestly think it might have been Go Gopring come was one of my first Jamaican songs that I heard and I'm trying to think of how where it was that I even heard it but I had it on a cassette tape too and uh and it was a compilation, though it wasn't just that song. I think it was like a, a you know, a Jamaican ska sp- sp- compilation, and that was it. And so when I started listening to the Jamaican stuff, the Scatolites, that was it too. So this that was, mm-hmm. um, it was very, very different, very different. Of course, I think from, it's the
0: offbeat, offbeat. Yeah, mm-hmm. but
1: I mean, different from what I had grown up with. So I grew up with the <clears throat> the, the, the two tone stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And right. the Jamaican stuff is nothing like it. It's nothing. It doesn't sound anything like it. I mean, we know that it is, right. but it's nothing like it. And so when mm-hmm. I heard the Jamaican stuff, it was a whole different experience for me. Mm-hmm. Right. And that was
0: it. So I know you you you're a fan of Dan Drummond. Yes. And I say it modestly. So yes. let me tell you what happened with um. Well, it's a story, like most of what we know, a story secondhand. Right. So, right. Justin Hines went to see Treadwell, head headhunter, Duke Reed. Right. Somebody met someone, sent Justin Hines to one of uh, Duke Reed's, I guess, headhunter. Right. And when he, the headhunter was on the road going on some mission for Duke, so he said, yeah, go and tell Duke Reed that I sent you. So Duke Reed said, okay, you guys can sing, sing. After Duke Reed, after Justin Hines started singing. Duke, Reed didn't even let him finish the first. He said, no, your voice too thin. So he said, no, no, no. That's okay. I, I don't want you guys. So then Justin Hines and his guys, they left and they were going to studio one.
2: Yeah, sure.
0: So Duke, Reed, headman, came back and do what I'm to the guys who sent to you. He said, no, no, I don't like how to sing. They are it. He said, no, no, no. They're good singer. So Duke Reed now has an open mind. He said, okay, go and get them. So they went and got them and called the Scatolites. So Duke was telling Dan German and the group that, you know, this guy has a very small voice. And that's how Dan German came up with wow. Wow. talking about wow. a genius and the rest is wow. history. That's wow. how Dan German came up with that idea. I love it. Yes, I ma'am. Love jo- that uh, <laughs> So let's talk. A- oh. <laughs> and I think it's there must gold. be some truth to this story. You know, he's, yeah, he's such a absolutely. guy. Yeah, absolutely. I- yeah, I literally worship him. Uh, I mean, Dan German. So let's oh, talk yeah. about the book that you, uh, you wrote about Dan.
2: Okay. Uh,
0: yes. I didn't like the depiction at first, though. I was very good. Crit- I didn't like the, the depiction of him, the drawing on the front. Uh, somebody's, okay. uh, 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 as a matter of fact, I was very critical. You must have seen some of my comments uh, when the book I first didn't. came I out. I did it. So tell me. Tell me what you thought. I,
1: I well, yeah.
0: Well, I was- um. I, I just didn't like it.
1: I understand. Sure, sure. I mean, yeah, it was so
0: that plain and simple.
1: Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. So that was done by a friend of mine in in Paris who does some artwork. Um, with. Um, ska and, and rock steady and soul musicians. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, and he had—he's the same one that did the cover of Alpha Boy School.
0: Yes, you Boy could see the similarity. School. Right,
1: right, right. right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and it's you know it's art, and so it's, mm-hmm.
0: right. Yeah, and it's no, some it's a, some adaptation opinion. Mm-hmm. Right, I and I know Dan that, German though. was a madman. Uh, he killed right. Margarita. Yeah. Uh, you know, which is extremely sad
1: right
0: right and uh but uh, i'm I'm not sure if that's why i guess that's the basis of the depiction
1: yes yes so and then you know what i wanted to because people know that and they know that 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 rough story so i wanted to find out i wanted to go in depth and find out what really happened you know what happened and you know because i think i had heard you know i had heard the story that he uh, that he was crazy, and I thought, well, what does that mean? What was his what was his mental illness? How was he treated? What I wanted, I had so many questions that I mm-hmm. wanted to investigate it myself. So um, and it was I I had I think one of the best times writing this book because mm-hmm. it really um, I was able to really I feel like uncover a lot of research, and so when I would find something, I said, oh, now I understand, and that makes sense, and. You know, so I was able to find a lot of the people that were involved in the story and they could remember and recall firsthand, you know, Mm -hmm. some of the people that were in Bellevue and I went to Bellevue and could see the conditions for myself, what he was living like in, you know, obviously it's many decades later, but, um, but it was, um, a very difficult story for Mm -hmm. me too, because it's a very, um, engrossing story because he did suffer for many many years and it's very sad and i, I do admire margarita so much hmm for her contributions and then her obviously, you know, her sad demise was, mm-hmm. you know, it's very, it was very difficult. Right. And, but
0: you know, Don was yeah. also a guy of character because he knew he had yeah. issues. A lot of people have right. issues and don't acknowledge it. Right. Don would say, I'm sick. I'm going to check into Bellevue. You don't see right. people doing that now. No, and that's why no. people in fact in Jamaica really and truly love him. You know, he'd right. say, I'm yeah. off, I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling good. And he would go right. Uh, right. to the right. doctor, go get medication. Right right uh-huh, so i right. think
1: they knew you know they knew he was suffering and that it wasn't done of malice it was done of illness mm-hmm. and so that's the difference and so i think people yeah you're right people are i think are forgiving of mm-hmm. that because there's
0: no i'm not sure not if they difficult. are i i i am <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i, I was that. able to right get beyond that and i'm sorry for margarita and her family as
1: yeah, well yeah yes mm-hmm. oh yeah right. me too
0: but Me I was too. only focusing uh, specifically on the depiction on the cover of the book. Because oh, no, unfortunately, yeah. and to my regret, I have not read the book. I have yeah, not read no. any your book. And I feel like. No failed. problem. Yeah, no worries. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. No, I, I understand. I
1: mean, and I, and I,
0: uh, I want to you. read them. I don't think I don't yeah. want to, but uh, yeah. they a bit pricey. So I'm playing. Oh, re- yeah. yeah, I'm what playing later, hopefully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll yeah. get all of them pretty soon.
1: Yeah, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was one of the troubles, too, is because I published with academic presses. A few of them are very pricey. I mean, I, I probably wouldn't buy some of them. So, so you don't expensive. have a...
0: So is it possible to publish with when maybe it's too late now? But a press that take into consideration low-income people, they're not so rich. I tried. I tried. It, it, I had right. so
1: many rejections that I could walk oh, away from my office. Oh, yes. yeah Yes,
0: yeah. because
1: right. it's, people don't know Don Drummond.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It, outside of us. Mm-hmm. You know? And so he's not going to sell books. Mm. You know? And so they but, don't want to take a... a, a, a but that's why I self-published some of my books, too. Later, I <laughs> self-published some of my... Like the Alpha Boys School When the contract
0: is up, you can self-write. And then the yes. masses of people... Well, not masses, but people who Sure. More people uh, can buy them. We'd we'll be a little bit more a wider right. audience. Right, mm-hmm. right. So My you advice so to people though mm-hmm.
1: is to look at your local look at your local library. Look. If you go to worldcat.org, you can Brilliant. find them in libraries.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. right. Now yes. so you define Dan uh, the genius, the the genius and tragedy of the world's greatest trombone. You're not even comparing him with others. Thanks yeah. for showing the book. Is he a standalone trombonist?
1: Yeah, So here's why I call him the world's greatest, because I've had to talk about this before. Um, so I call him the world's greatest because he died before he realized his full potential, I believe, you know, mm-hmm. and so I but if you think about it, so he could have been bigger had he had a better platform, opportunity, resources, if he had not been born poor, All of the above. However, if we look now at how many people he has inspired and how he has gone on to create music that people fall in love with and then they play their version of it, I think that gives him more value. Wow. So that's why I call him the greatest because I've described him like like the River Nile (coughs) where he fertilizes the land around him. His music has fertilized the land around him so that we have, you know, horn sections. And and now we know trombonists can be center stage. Trombonists can solo. Trombonists can, um, can gain the spotlight. And I think that's, we owe that in ska to Don Drummond.
0: Wow. I, I don't know what to add to that, but I have two stories. Rico okay. told me yes. that... The solo that he did in ta ta da ta ta Yeah. He said that when he was in school with Dan German, Dan would always tell him, take a solo. Yeah. Rico said, no, I'm not ready. I'm not on that level. Dan said, take a solo. And when he was playing for these guys, the specials, he said, in his right. mind, were the oh, words of Dan yeah. German, take a solo.
1: That's what I mean. History. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this
0: Sceptolized Original German, said whenever Don was playing, Mm -hmm. everyone was on a higher level.
1: Right. Especially on those
0: nights when Don walked into the studio
1: and he was on
0: fire. He said his drumming was also on a level that ordinarily would not have gone if Don wasn't on that level. Driving the whole scatalyze. Yep,
1: yep. That's what I mean.
0: Wow, Don German.
1: So it depends on how you (laughs) define the greatest. To me, that's uh, the greatest right. is when you give your gift to others.
0: Mm. Okay, that's one definition. But mm-hmm. also, an English journalist and an American journalist wrote that Don German was right. among one of the three greatest trombone players right. living at the time when he was right. right. playing. Right.
1: Right. Right. Mm. So, Which is so, a big deal because oh yeah, 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 No exposure in Downbeat magazine. You know, um, he um, was not. He was not. Famous like Kai Winding or anybody else, so that's why that's a that's even a bigger deal
0: mm-hmm.
1: than just saying top three. I think that really speaks volumes.
0: Wow, but I like I like I the way you demonstrated. I really said, why would she call Dan the greatest? No, I, I, your explanation is, of course, yeah. I think he is right.
2: Yes, mm-hmm. I know. I presented yeah, really I mean you
0: right, I mean but too. that. Oh yeah. no, I think uh, the family of uh, Margarita though, because they. Uh, really despise him, which is understandable. They which understandable, is
1: understandable, yeah, because they're and, still suffering. And the
0: upper class people in Jamaica, uh, the ruling class, they right. don't have much. They, they didn't have high opinion of scare and scare players right. at the time, anyhow, right? So no, they called it downtown.
1: downtown yes, huh.
0: Get your music. Yeah. So with Dan right. Killing, Margarita didn't help. Now, I heard so, his grave hasn't been found.
1: That's right, it hasn't. I went and tried to find it. Um, it's in Maypen Cemetery. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was put into what we would call like a pauper's grave. Mm-hmm. He was buried in an area of the cemetery where it was, uh, where they put people who were undesirable.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and because he was, you know, labeled as criminally insane, that's where he was placed. Mm-hmm. Um, but his grave, it doesn't have a, a marker. It only had a number. Were you
0: able to find it?
1: No. So it has a, a number and they don't use that numbering system anymore. So I went there with the superintendent of the cemetery and he had to escort me because the gangs have taken over the cemetery because it's not, this is one of the, this is one of the cemeteries that's not in good condition. It's where when they had cholera outbreaks, they would bury all the bodies and and even now, a lot of the um, the crypts are broken, and you can see the bodies exposed and things like this. So it's not in a good condition. Mm. Um, there are other cemeteries that are nicer, but this one he's in is not good. And his... But his-
0: someone... So a friend of mine, I was in 2019. Well, last year, actually. So I went to Bellevue, and a friend mm. of mine, he shall remain nameless for the moment. Yes, yeah, sir. So- sure. He's doing a research, so he found someone who knows exactly where Dan is, so we are going to find him.
2: Oh, good!
0: And we want to also start a campaign to acknowledge Dan and the government of Jamaica. But it's okay. going to take a while, but we, right. uh, so we, we started our mission. Mm-hmm. I'm
1: so glad to hear that. Uh-huh. So There's no certainty that.
0: that this person knows, but he said.
1: Okay. He knows good.
0: exactly where Dan is.
1: I'm encouraged, good. i I'm yes, glad ma'am. to hear that.
0: Uh-huh. And how is the sale of the book doing so far?
1: Well, that book came out quite a few years ago, I think in 2013. So mm.
0: I don't remember the
1: last time I sold one of those.
0: <laughs> well, you're not the seller, right?
1: Okay. Um, I do sell some of them on my own, and then my publisher sells them, but very few. Because they sell the libraries. So most libraries either maybe, you
0: some know. So people are not buying on yeah. Amazon. I see them on Amazon.
1: Not too, yeah, not too many.
0: Hmm so what's it going to take to generate uh, some more sales, to increase sales, to increase traffic
1: i don't know you know it's i'm not very good at selling i'm good at writing so i don't know um but you know maybe if people hear about it they'll they'll buy it it's um it was a book that took me two years to write
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it was a labor of love so i i feel fulfilled but
0: oh so you're not financed by the publishing company
1: um, mm. I do. I do get a small percentage at eight percent.
0: Like okay, pocket money. them am saying Jamaica. Yeah. That's
1: exactly right. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. So have you lived for any long period of time in Jamaica when you're doing research, or you just go in and out? I know you had to yeah. raise your two boys and your a husband,
1: right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: So how were um, you able to juggle tasks in in and out? Right.
1: Yeah. Good uh-huh. question. So I do go, um, I've been there five times, and so I will go for periods of time. I know you had um, the wonderfully talented and brilliant Nina Cole on, and she and I traveled there um, once together for the uh, Global Reggae Conference together. I Um, saw
0: that. Yes, yes,
1: it was wonderful. Um, And so I've been down for that conference, I think, about three times, and then I've been on my own a few times for research. So when I go, I'll go for... You know, maybe about a week or 10 days. And I, my favorite place to go is the National Library of Jamaica. And I, it's always my dream to just spend, I want to spend days there with their newspapers um, because they're not digitized and they're not on microfilm. And the only place they have the Star newspaper, which covered music, is at the library or at the Gleaner. So I, I my next trip whenever that will be will be just to spend some time there at the library. But um so when I go, that's what my trip looks like is usually spending time at the library, spending time at the conferences, and then I I spend time interviewing people too. So mm-hmm. that's because I'm a trained journalist, I I interview people because right. I wasn't there. I'm not an expert. I feel like I'm just a conduit through which people tell their stories. So I'm a storyteller. Mm-hmm. So I can't tell you what matrix number a record is or when it was recorded. or That's not my area of expertise. Um, mine is telling stories. I'm a storyteller. Right. And so I interview people.
0: So what can Jamaicans in the diaspora and friends who would like to preserve the library? Uh, what is there anything that we can do on the top of your, Good
1: question. Your Good question. So I contact them every... So you're about, working on it. I'm working on it. I've I've written a proposal for them. I said, I want to do crowdfunding campaign for you. And here's how we can do it. And here's what mm. we do. But it's a, a Jamaican government is, um, it changes, people change quickly. And so it can be difficult. But the librarian that I work with there, I just contacted her about a month ago. And she said, they're still working on it.
0: Mm-hmm. And that could be another 20 years. You're right. Yes, it could. <laughs> <laughs> 20 years to make a time it's yes a and it's extremely it's <laughs> e- extremely unfortunate that people don't see the importance yeah if they i know it's not the importance then they would I know. have mm-hmm.
1: it's troubling so, mm-hmm.
0: yes mm, yeah, yeah. And, so, and so much resources out there so much money right
1: i know mm-hmm. i know i know
0: mm-hmm. i want to talk about your second book women in jamaican music
1: yes mm-hmm. that's my uh, newest book
0: uh-huh well let's go so,
1: <laughs> yeah so there it is you guys have probably seen because you guys put up a really nice advertisement for it yes, thank fair. you so that's the one that came out from my publisher um there's a more affordable kind a similar version called songbirds mm-hmm. pioneering women in jamaican music but it's um this book i've looked i rewrote this book and i did everything from like folk music all the way to dance hall and so I looked at women that led orchestras in the 50s, women in Mento and Calypso, and women that were in the studio, like Enid Cumberland, who worked in, in Studio One for 40 years, setting up people's microphones, and um, Sister Ignatius, and just... They're, there are, you know, it's kind of hard when you sit down and you try to think about, okay, what women are there in Jamaican music? And you can maybe name like, you know, on two hands or something. But when you really dig into it, you find that there's more than you know. And so I wanted to uncover these women, some of the women that were, you know, maybe especially early on in the Mm -hmm. 1950s. Um, but then just to find more about these women, like, you know, who was Patsy Todd and where was she born and how did she get her start and and things like that. So this book, I think, is a real celebration of the women.
0: Mm-hmm. Wait, let me take uh, the opportunity to, to remind the viewers that uh, I'm Julia Francis and I'm presently in conversation with Heather Augustine. I hope I said it correctly. You did,
2: yes. yes. Thank you.
0: And we are at... Instagram Live, History of Eleskia, Instagram Live. You have written seven brilliant and wonderful books. Thank you, Jim. Uh, With emphasis on Jamaican music.
2: Right.
0: And history of Jamaican music. I don't think anyone else has attained that level of research, at least to my knowledge. It, um, Thank you. Seven books. Thank and, you. So why is it focus on Jamaica? Before we come back and talk about women, yeah. because we haven't even said much about the women. Right. Why is the focus on Jamaican music?
1: Well, first of all, that's what I love, you know? So, Oh, (laughs) oh,
0: okay. (laughs) As if I didn't know. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I think it was Ernest Hemingway that says, write what you know. And this is, you know, this is what I know and I love. So it's Mm -hmm. a labor of love. And it's just a way for me to, um, you know, to to express myself through writing. But um, I think the Jamaican era is so rich and it's so, it hasn't, You know, everybody talks about Bob Marley. You can walk into any Walmart and find a Bob Marley shirt and everybody, but but there's so little known about, you know, the the music that was surrounding his origins and even before that. And thanks to the internet, you know, we have plenty of information now, Mm -hmm. but when I first started, you know, the internet wasn't around. And so it it just, uh, I thought that there, somebody needed to preserve this history, period.
0: Mm -hmm. So some of the yeah. meaning, uh, uh, there's a, 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 an extensive list, but maybe you want to talk about some of the women or female artists who, yeah, are, sure. who are crucial and meaningful to the right. development of the music. Why don't you highlight a few of them?
1: Sure. So one one that I want to highlight is, uh, is Janet Enright. Now, she was a guitar player in the 1950s, and people probably have not heard of her. Um, but I think that she was crucial to... To the development of the music for women because she was um she showed that it was possible for women to play an instrument in a club with an orchestra in a club in a <laughs> club and she was an upper class proper lady wow. so it was not acceptable for a woman to be playing with downtown musicians
0: are you kidding of course not
1: oh no because she was like friends with the Manley family and you know very upper class so her father really did not approve and tried to get her to come off stage by unplugging her her microphone from her I mean her her amp from her guitar to try to get her to come off stage. That's that's violence. Gun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, know. I know. So but she she continued she persisted and she um led her own quartet, the Janet and mm-hmm. Wright quartet. So she was really um what I would call a tough bird, you know. She Oh was, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she's a sweet, sweet lady. You had the um, opportunity
0: of uh, meeting her?
1: I did not meet her, but oh. I was able to talk to her over the phone and interview her over the oh, phone.
0: Right. She's yes. still alive?
1: She's still alive. Mm-hmm. Yes, she's still alive. Um, and she was, you know, friends with all of the Rastafari. And she was, uh, she doesn't play guitar anymore. She really can't play anymore. But, That's understandable.
0: Can uh, you talk about from the fifth? She was Right. Right. around during the
1: 50s right mm. right yeah but she was pretty she was uh, pretty amazing and she was around for a good number of years she married leslie butler who was the a, a famous pianist of yeah, the yeah. Oh, yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, leslie.
2: yeah.
1: so um yes yeah. so she was something i would also want to highlight um one of my favorites is Hortense ellis we know alton what ellis. a voice
0: what a oh, voice
1: that's the thing i know what a voice Listen to Woman of the Ghetto, the Marlena Shaw song.
0: Of course, I know that word. The- yes. Oh,
1: my God. Oh, my what God. What a voice. Yeah, you can feel there's so much pathos in that voice. So,
0: but you know, then- uh, as you mentioned, sorry to rudely interrupt. So no. there's, a, there's a song, Paragon's Happy Go Lucky Girl. Yeah, sure. And, and Johnny Clark has a version. Yes. And I think about just under a minute into the song, Martin Zetlins came in and joined him, and I hit this accelerator, and the car just went like this. Her voice it, 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 yeah. is describably. I know. When Hartens came, came in, I said, uh-huh, I can't <laughs> see, you know. I did I not try. Her. Oh man!" I know. She's such a voice. Such a voice.
1: Such a voice.
0: And her parents must be proud, you know, to have Hartens and, and Alton
1: from right. the
0: same womb.
1: I know. I know. Ah,
0: her mother know. and grandmother.
1: I know. I know.
0: But, you She's, know, I think she had a lot of kids and that she limited, nine. Her, yeah, limited her
1: ability. You know, to, uh, yeah. uh, Oh, yes, I said she wasn't really, she didn't have the opportunities Mm. that someone Mm. with no children or you know, no children to take care of. Um, but she had to feed these nine kids, and so when she had to get her paycheck, she got her paycheck, and sometimes she got a little rude. Um, and so, but sometimes then the producers didn't want to hire her, but uh, she, her daughter, I interviewed her daughter, Crystal Reed, and her daughter told me that she, before she had even recorded, you know, she was performing like on Vere John's Opportunity Hour. Mm-hmm. And, and she won
0: over Alton, if I'm not mistaken. She
1: did, you're right. Mm. But she performed on a Saturday night and had Crystal, her first baby, at five <laughs> o'clock that morning. <laughs> that's dedication at least we can
0: laugh for a minute <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: and great? i guess you know because her brother was so famous well not at that time but yeah. later on i guess it wasn't hard right. for men to want right. to meet his sister or oh, Ellis, the number one singer and composer in Jamaica yeah. music, among yeah. one of the best so but right. i guess a lot of men are in you know interested in this right this, i'm speculating but- i don't know
1: the two of them had kind of a turbulent relationship because of that. Because I sorry, sorry. They were very competitive.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, very competitive yes. with each other. But boy, she's one of my favorites. Um, I think people don't um, recognize the value, too, of Sister Mary Ignatius Davies, who was the... Uh, the nun that really developed the music program at Alpha. But we, at we're Alpha going to Sports
0: come back Sports. to her, though, but uh, okay. that's, that's my... Okay. Oh, yeah, you're really jumping ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have time. So, but that's let's right. stick with singers.
1: Okay, with singers, well, I mean, mm-hmm. Patsy Todd, I think, it, you know, uh, she started out doing duets, mm-hmm. which was because that's what women did during this time, you know, it was...
0: But my understanding, though, her mother... This, mm-hmm. this is how she right. got started. Her yep. mother... Derek yep. Morgan said he was walking down yep. the street one day and this lady right. approached him. You heard that right. story? Yeah.
2: And she so said, I have a daughter
0: he, he, who is a great singer. Right. And so he said, Oh, yeah, bring her. So he took her to, to Treasure right. Isle. That's but right. I'm not sure if she had gone to Treasure Isle if Duke Reed would said no. Uh, so I'm not sure. But that's how right. she got started.
2: Right, right. And he took that's her.
0: Right. Then Duke, Derek Morgan went to England on a tour. Right. And when he came back, Duke, he. Stranger Cole went to audition. Yep. At Treasure Isle. Right. No, this so this straight from the heart's mouth. No, both stories are from the heart's mouth. I Very fine stranger. I, yeah, I so stranger. Yeah. So stranger said, Duke Reed said to him, "You know, go and find Patsy." He said, "I don't know where to right. find her." He said, "Well, you go right. find her and come and right. do it." Right. When You find her, you come and come and do, do it. So he went and find Patsy and Right. Yeah? And he
1: really credits Patsy with his success because. Duke Reed wouldn't have listened
0: to him if it hadn't been for Patsy. Right, she said, go and find her. Because Patsy was
1: already successful at that point. Right, very successful.
0: So then I guess it's safe to speculate that Duke Reed wouldn't have her sing unaccompanied by a male.
1: That's right.
0: Because I I don't know if there's any solo project. There may have been. So So when Derek was in England... He didn't give her the opportunity. He could easily call her and said, "You're well established. Have a magnificent and glorious right. voice. Come right. and make songs." He didn't.
1: Right, that's right. You know, <laughs> so I mean, it was right. really kind of Sonia Pottinger, another woman who uh, gave Patsy the opportunity to be a solo artist. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and he gave so many women. Right, and mm-hmm. I think that Sonia Pottinger really was a mentor. For Patsy, in many ways, yes,
0: mm-hmm. and and other women, Jodie and some absolutely. other female, yes, absolutely, mm-hmm. right, yeah.
1: So, but but you know, when I went to look up more information about Sonia Pottinger, I noticed I was going through the the newspaper archives, and I noticed that the newspapers kept talking about. Now, this is the the uh, the Gleaner, back mm. in the '60s and '70s, they would talk about Sonia Pottinger, but they would only talk about her about what she was wearing. They would say, Oh, Sonia Pottinger, a businesswoman, was seen wearing, you know, a pink peach taffeta dress, accented by pearls, and it was all about her style and her fashion. They never talked about her as a so, record producer,
0: so extremely unfortunate, and she is yeah. one of the finest female producers. That's right. In the historical evolution of this That's music, right, right. <laughs> but right. I think they also the press probably weren't so pleased with her because I guess she had left her husband, or they had a separation because he was holding her back. Yeah, he was. Yeah, she yeah. wanted yeah. to and be in the music. Over. He's saying no. She said, "Hey." Yeah
1: yeah okay and okay. she took over she took uh-huh. over
0: and the rest yeah. is history
1: that's right,
0: mm-hmm. that's right. she has uh um, her catalog is not extensive but wonderful
1: but deep yeah like culture yes oh yes ma- yeah. mm-hmm. so right really judah
0: mowat I shall yes. Say. yes judah mowat had, an, had a contract and um she was willing to give her a chance yes if though she was on a contractual obligation right. to somebody else that's why right. her early sons came out as julian Uh but just let's work a show let's do it we're women we can do it and a few other female artists on her label Mm.
1: right yeah there were and several
0: of her songs that came out during that era too went to top of the chart
1: yes exactly Uh yeah she had a real i mean that's one thing that people say about her is that she really had an ear Mm-hmm. What would be successful? What sounded good? Mm-hmm. She had like the, you know, like a woman's intuition, a woman's touch, and
0: that was really needed in the industry at the time. Oh yeah, oh, but her yeah. her husband was short sighted,
1: right? I so know he got you. left back in the shop. <laughs> he did. He did. Yeah.
0: I know you. You know, after she took over, your heart, they heard anything of her husband.
1: Yeah. I know, yeah. I think he, he got went, lost,
0: man. Uh-huh. He went into,
1: I think, like a different line of business or something, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right. yeah, Lyndon, Lyndon O. Pottinger, that was him.
0: Yes, name. man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, now
0: off to the world's famous Alpha Boys School.
1: Yes, so Alpha was.
0: Wow. I mean, that's where do I, I'm trying to think where to start. I the know. list of artists that came out of Alpha. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, the. It, it, it's You're amazing I, i'm trying right. to find adjective now in my limited vocabulary right. <laughs> and i don't know where to begin you have dan German. yeah let, we can let i mean just for the benefit of our yeah,
1: sure. Tommy uh, of viewers, viewers
0: one of yeah the
1: first, the first mm-hmm. was Tommy winston McCullough.
0: francis vocalist yellow man right yeah
1: Leroy Leroy L- smart smart i am brooks johnny osborne yellow man
0: right hmm Mm-hmm. and for a uh, drummer horsemount
1: that's right, yep,
0: right, a drummer Lester sterling lester uh, wow.
1: Johnny dizzy Moore, um, and then there's some jazz musicians too like oh Bird, yes, Birdie oh King.
0: yes, and some of those jazz musicians came to United States and joined jazz band
1: right, yeah, and mm-hmm. especially England, especially England. Mm-hmm. so like um, um like Bobby Ganare and Abbas mm-hmm. Gunner went to Canada, uh, but his brother Wilton Guenaire went to Germany. So a blue bogey. Um, mm-hmm. And then there was uh, Harold McNair, who was the flute player. And he's played on some Donovan songs. Tan Tan, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I mean, we, we could just go on and on. Yes,
0: <laughs> we can do a show. We can do a show Right, uh, right, love nice. But um, yes. so let's start with Sister Iggy.
1: Okay, so Sister Iggy. Whew, so she, she
0: <laughs> I like, like how you say that.
1: <laughs> she, when she came there, she saw that the band was a way for the boys to to have an occupation after they left school. Mm-hmm. And so Alpha is a trade school, uh, was still still is to some degree, uh, but they would learn a trade in addition to their education. So brick making, <clears throat> or gardening, or tailoring, or wood shop things like this band was a way to earn a living playing in jazz bands after graduation. And she saw this, so she thought, I'm gonna try to get some more instruments for my boys. And so she would source instruments. She would spot a boy who maybe had like certain lips that she thought, oh, he'll be a good trumpet player. He has strong lips. And she would say, go see Mr. Delgado right away. And she would send him to the band um and she would see maybe a boy not playing sports with the other boys you know what are you doing you know oh i'm i'm thinking and, and what well, you uh, do you like music yes okay go see mr delgado so she knew you know how to nurture boy the boys who were uh-huh. like all of her children mm-hmm. and she hired band leaders that were former alpha boys uh-huh. or had been in the military bands, because that's how the boys could get a job, is in the military bands, too. And mm. so she really nurtured the music program there. And I think, you know, without her, that band program wouldn't have been as strong.
0: Right. You know, you know Heather, I think we aired catastrophically by not saying, what is Alpha Boy? and give a basic background. Okay. It started back yes. in 1880. So can you pick it up That's on there?
1: right, right. So they mm-hmm. celebrate their 140th anniversary mm-hmm. this year. It was started as a girl's orphanage, is what it started as, and then it transitioned into what they called a home for wayward boys. And so it was boys who were... But that's just, the
0: English word, right? The Jamaican word is bad boy.
1: Right, <laughs> right. Right. So they were boys that were wards of the state. They had maybe they were truant, not going to school. They were running around the streets like Rico Rodriguez, you know, he was running in the streets and diving for coins in the ocean and things like that by the cruise ships and being a little rude, you know, so they were sent there uh, by the government, by the Mm -hmm. government. So they had been, you know, brought there by their ear to the police Mm -hmm. station. And then they said, you're going to be an alpha now.
0: Right. So the school was okay. set up in eighteen eighty by the Catholic Catholic
1: That's right, the Sisters Church. of Mercy. Yes, Sisters the Sisters of Mercy, of Mercy, in Mercy 1880. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Right, right.
0: And so when did yes. Sister Iggy came on board?
1: She came on board. I wanna say, oh my gosh, now you're gonna test me here. Oh say no
0: man, oh, that, no 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 no, <laughs> I mean it not to be approximately I wanna no, say like nineteen thirty
1: nine, but
0: mm-hmm. let's
1: see about nineteen thirty nine and she was there her whole life. Yes. She was there mm-hmm. her whole life until she she's revered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. she's
0: glorified
1: absolutely mm-hmm. yes yeah, she... so
0: fortunate for, fortunately for someone like don drummond he came under her tutelage
1: he did right and mm-hmm. so what what she would do for people like don drummond and people that were um you know very talented is she would have the band leaders come and scout for talent mm-hmm. at the boys school so they would come people you know like eric dean's would come there and say, you know, hey, you know, can I listen to some of your boys? And then she, he would listen and say, you know, I would like to take him for my band.
2: <clears throat>
1: and so she would encourage that because those were jobs. She was getting her boys' jobs. So it was like, you know, a, a recruiter for a company or something coming in, and, and that was a, a good living. It was a good living then. Right. It was steady <clears throat> income. And then <clears throat> the other boys too would go into the military bands. So, um, Those they don't they they still have those and if you I had the pleasure of seeing them play a couple of times at like hope gardens and and at the University of the West Indies and they I I went up to the band afterwards and I said. "Um, How many of you guys came from alpha boys school and I'm not kidding you I would say about three quarters of that band of the constabulary band, constab, however you say that. Yeah, you said, you yeah, man, you yeah. Hit
0: the nail on the head. They, they all hear.
1: came from, they came from Alpha. So it's still wow. a good, a good employer of, of musicians. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And you know, I heard that when Dan left school. Yeah. I went for his first audition. The people who were auditioning him, one person uh, literally got teary-eyed. Oh. They did not know that a student could play at that level. Right,
1: right, mm-hmm. right. And he left uh, school about three months early in
0: 1950, so he was a baby. <laughs> baby. Yeah. So, you know, when Tommy McCook came back from, um, I think, Bahamas.
1: Yeah.
0: He right. went, uh, he was doing some work with Cox and Dad, and Cox and Dad told him. See, I'm telling yeah. you these stories that I heard since my yeah. book no, is coming out yeah. anytime yeah. soon. Yeah. So Cox and told him, you know, he wanted to start a band.
2: Yeah.
0: And Tommy McCook said, no, I'm playing jazz. He didn't think they had good. Right. You know, enough musicians on the island to match yeah. him.
2: Right. So
0: he, uh, Coxon played uh, for him um, school in the Duke. He said, let's start the band. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> <laughs> he said, who is that? Who is that? You hear about Dan German?" He said, no, Dan German, yeah. wicked. Let's yeah. start the band. That's how this catalyst right. came into being. Nice. Tommy had been resisting, right. resisting, and then
2: Yeah.
0: Duke Reed said, "I'm um, not Duke Reid. I'm um, Cats and Dad said, yes. here, yes. listen yes. this. Listen. Yeah. School in the Duke and say, All right, let's start the band. Yeah,
1: that's
0: good. <laughs> we don't have people in the island, are you kidding yeah. me? <laughs> and you
1: know what's amazing about that band too is that, you know, it was led by Tommy, but they all were leaders in their own way, you know. They were Yeah, all-
0: but everyone knew that Dan was a uh, uh, yes top yeah. shelf. Top absolutely.
1: <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Right.
0: So we, let's talk about. So we talk about women. Are you satisfied with the discussion so far, women? In yes, the
1: I'm having <laughs> a good time. Yes. Right. So we
0: can segue <laughs> now into py, songbirds, pioneering pioneering women in Jamaican music. Yeah,
1: that book's very similar. It's just that mm-hmm. it's done. It's I more noticed for, that. It's At least it's more affordable. It it's more affordable, and mm-hmm. so uh, that one is um, a little bit different. So I did that one as more of biographies of each individual woman whereas in the new one I did more of like women into the different genres so like folk and dance hall and things like that it goes all the way through but those books are very similar
0: right and yeah. why is that so yeah. is it by choice
1: it is by choice so one I did and I self published it but mm-hmm. I thought here here's the thing is I thought women still people don't know about women when I self publish a book you know it's not going to be available for you know, libraries. And I wanted women to be next to Bob Marley in the library. Women Mm -hmm. need to be in the canon, in the musical canon.
0: I second that image. So
1: that's why I did that, is so that they would Mm -hmm. be there for for researchers (coughs) and for people that want to read in the libraries and and so Mm -hmm. that history would be preserved for these women.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Maybe I'm a little biased, but I think a place should be reserved for Marcia Griffiths. And she is worth mentioning. I tell you Absolutely. why. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah. So she began her career at the, roughly the age of 10. And in one of her songs, she said, I shall sing. And she has been doing, it, cons- doing that consistently right. up to this point. Right. Many of her contemporaries have fallen by the way. Some die right. by drugs, old age, don't take care right. of them. And right. she's right. still going supremely strong.
2: Right, right. So
0: I think there should be a place. She's harmony specialist, work extensively with Bob Marley. Right while raising her kids, her exactly. solo career, exactly. she's really a standalone, uh, yeah. uh, not only among men, but right. also women.
1: Right, you're mm-hmm. right. So she, I was she telling, can't be overlooked. No, thank you for bringing her up. Yes, yeah, so mm-hmm. she told me the story about how when she first had her, her son, her, her, her first child, she was on tour with Bob Marley at the time, and she brought her one-year-old son on the bus. Wow. In, in, the, in the baby basket and everybody raised the son and, and took care of her son. And that's what she did. And it sounded like a, a beautiful opportunity, you know. Um, but here's the thing. When you said that she, she's a, an expert harm, at harmonizing, she told me when I was a little girl, I would harmonize everything I heard. If I heard a fly buzzing, I would harmonize with that fly.
0: <laughs> and you know, she's full of humility. Having met her a few times, she's very humble.
2: Oh, very humble.
0: Yes, oh, quite a humble woman. I don't okay. know if you have met her, but I've met her, and she's quite humble.
1: Not in mm-hmm. person. And very
0: dignified, yes. Oh, uh-huh. And yeah. still around, still going strong. Yes. That's then right. she started late 60s. Uh, one of her big hits was with Free Eye. Yes. Yes, um, Feel Like Jumping. Right. But I'm inclined to believe that. Coxon, dad was more i guess open-minded or perhaps enlightened that he yes. gave more female artists opportunity than duke reed right if you look at both if you use comparative analysis now right. to look at both catalog but right. it, seems, right. it seems that way
1: i think so too and i mean duke reed was significantly older too than Coxon mm-hmm. dad so it could be cultural as well but uh you know maybe du- you know Coxon was a little bit more evolved and you know and by the time that he was
0: yeah, and Coxon was involved because he yeah. had had Joe Creed was running a liquor store that was very successful. Yeah. Coxon was a professional right. businessman and right. running his professional music. I I I don't know how you describe it, but he's running he's doing In the music. Street, sure. That's yeah. yeah. Whereas right. uh, Duke Reed made a lot of money from liquor, so he stayed with liquor. Right. You're keeping yeah, a dance, right. he give you liquor on consignment, whether you were JLP or PNP, but I think he was JLP. Right. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Those things are very important. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. So
0: so Katsu oh. was really hands-on, so to speak, for lack yeah. of a better definition.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: More so than uh, Duke.
2: Right. But um,
0: Duke Reed now, he really gave, Phyllis Dillon, a lot of freedom. Joy Landis. Yes. Are you with her? Absolutely. You know, she, yeah, she was an American, and right. she would go down right. to Jamaica, make it sounds, come back to the States. And Phyllis yeah. Dillon was doing the same thing, too, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it Right. But I can't think of too many other females that passed through Duke Reed. But I heard an interesting story about um, Joy Landis. Okay. She was in the studio one day recording and i guess the musicians were playing off key and duke was downstairs and he took out his gun and started to fire that is a sign that you're not on truck and she took up her bag and kept running towards the airport with her passport never went back to jamaica oh
1: my god (laughs) what a great story
0: yeah yeah he was a lunatic in that sense
1: wow Wow. really
0: a perfectionist
1: Right.
0: Mm. Yeah. Right. Oh my he Duke Reed didn't see the studio as a place you come to practice. Right. When you come right. Here, you must be ready.
1: Right. Right. Mm. You know, I'm looking at one of the comments here. Ted Morris says, didn't Patsy record with Duke? And yeah you know, it's funny you mentioned that, Ted, because, yeah, she did. And in fact, she told me a story about Duke Reed firing guns into the air. She told <laughs> me that when when he did that and, you know, that for her, she it scared her to death, of course. And and uh, somebody in the studio said, oh, no, when he's doing it, that means you're licking hot. You know, that you're that you're doing it well. You're doing a good job. So maybe he just had different reasons for firing <laughs> his cousins. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but whatever it was, Joyland Landis took off.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. my gosh. What a great story. Yes, ma'am. Oh, uh-huh.
0: uh, y- uh, yeah. Thanks to Ted for listening and watching, actually.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, we talk about ALPHA. Are you, is there anything else that you wanted to talk, say about ALPHA?
1: Well, ALPHA, I mean, is still doing a lot of work um, today with training boys. They're not like the school that they used to be where it's, it's the ALPHA boys. Why is that so? School, but, is um, there
0: no lack of interest in live instruments? They still
1: uh, well, yeah. I mean, the music it's industry a, it's a, has changed. It's a,
0: it's a guess.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's 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 all changed. So live musicians are not really where the money's at. It's in music production. So
0: and it's so about that's what they do
1: there. Yeah, they do have a music production studio. Um, it does it does pretty well. In, in in training the boys, it's been well funded by um, you know like Sean Paul and, and people like that. So it. So they are
0: trained how to make music by way of computer, not live instrument.
1: That's right. I know. I have question. my opinions about
0: that. No, is it's, a, a, no it's, it's, it's a question. Right. So that's right. the case?
1: Yes. Ah, I see. Yes, ah. yes. yes. All ah. music So when you
0: leave Alpha, now you learn how to make music and computer.
1: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no more trombone. <laughs> yeah. Because Are you, you kidding know, me? It's, it's, it's a sign I guess that's of the progress, times.
0: right? A, that's, a sign of the time. Well, I'm about that. <laughs> I don't know about progress. Wow. Of course, know. it's yeah. not progress. I'm being sarcastic. Yeah. Yeah. That's catastrophic. That's
1: I know. I know. Oh,
0: so, no, that's how they train you. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, but I'm I not sure why, but small, I
0: mean but musicians should encourage that if yeah, they said their... they might
1: have they still have a small, you know, band mm. program where they do have um some instrument instrumentalists that they do still train there. And Sparrow Martin no longer um is the band director there anymore, but he does still hire um past Alpha Boys and he has mm. a band of of new of, of Alpha Boys that are playing. The mm. satellites' music.
0: That's why I was good. We didn't mention yeah, him. He's also sure, a rare power student of Alpha.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. And no Sister wonder Ignatius,
0: he drums so magnificently well. He's, he's when he when he when he's in town. He's. I said, does he bring a different energy to Los Angeles because this is the entertainment captain of the world? Right. But when he's on the drum. When he's on the drum.
1: <laughs> yeah, he is something. And he was the bandmaster there. Right. That Sister right. Sister Ignatius brought back. She. Right. He, he told me the story that. He brought, he said, come, she said, come visit me. And she, she got him a, a nice cool drink, a beer. And she said, oh, open, I have this here. I brought this here just for you. Open it up, have a nice cool drink. And then before you know it, she says, I want you to come back and be the bandmaster. Wow. And he was touring with Yellow Man at the time. And he said, sister, I can't do that. I'm, I'm on tour. And she said, you'll report here tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> and he couldn't tell her no he of course not no. mm-hmm. yeah.
0: right so now they have a radio station as well at alpha
1: they do yeah alpha mm-hmm. radio it's wonderful and they play mm-hmm. all alpha boys
0: so i'm inclined to believe that this the school gets a lot of donation not only from musicians who attended but uh, worldwide is a guess
1: yeah they do. A re- they is that a
0: reasonable guess on my part that... you're
1: correct you're mm-hmm. correct um, because so
0: many people have benefited over the decade
1: that's right, and there's more awareness now of the school. Um, mm. I know the Supernova Scott Festival did a fundraising fundraising campaign with them over the summer, and they raised enough funds to send um, a boy to the festival to play um, next summer, hopefully, and to fund, I think it was two tuitions for boys to go to the school, so... Um, and I think there's just a lot more awareness now. Etsy, they have a shop on Etsy selling their screen printed t shirts for mm-hmm. Alpha, so you can go in there and see it. So they're you know, they're I think they're modernizing and, and more people know about them now.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how what can we in the diaspora do? Well, I shouldn't say diaspora since yeah, you're not sure. in the diaspora.
1: Right, right. No. But- <laughs>
0: But no, I suppose I am what no, can we do to bring more awareness and enlightenment and support for Alpha Boy School since it's such a, a institution a magnificent institution a wonderful
1: right well i think playing their Please. music at any time and you know for djs if they you know when they introduce the music make sure to mention you know this is the Scatolites, a number of musicians from alpha boys school you know uh, mention them when you're when you're djing certainly Um, You know, put together a, you know, a Spotify list, listening to yourself, put together a mix, you know, mixed cloud of, of all alpha songs, you will never run out of music to play. Um, But I think just making people who aren't aware, aware, because, you know, is Scott can be kind of a small community. We're a tight knit family. So expanding that knowledge to people Mm -hmm. that, you know, you know, if you hear somebody listening to Goldfinger say, you know, hey, here, you want to hear? Listen to this. Listen to some Scatolites. These are alpha boys, you know, and and educate Mm -hmm. people. I think that might Mm -hmm. be the way to do it.
0: Right. I wanted to, uh, to spend a little time as well talking about your other books. So now we are up to Scare and Oral History.
1: Right. So that was the first book that I did, and that one was I mean, there are a lot of interviews in there. And I worked on that book from about... Just some
0: name dropping. Drop some names. Drop
1: some names. Okay. So Derek Morgan and Stranger uh, Cole and Patsy Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, let's see. Uh, Doreen Schaefer and um, Prince Buster. Well, Prince Buster, I couldn't quote him in there. But he talked to me. But, he wouldn't, but I wasn't able to use his exact... Um, uh, Laurel Aiken, I interviewed him before mm-hmm. he died, so we have him in there. Um, oh God, I, it's been a while now, let me think who else. Um, Lloyd Nib, uh Lloyd Brevet, uh, uh, Lester Sterling, Roland Alfonso. So I was lucky to interview these guys before they passed away. Um, and I feel very fortunate for that. Uh, Stranger Cole, I think I said him. Mm-hmm. Um, Lynn Tate before he passed away, and then I did. I did go into the the two tone era as well. So you know mm-hmm. Dave Wakeling and Ranking Roger and Roddy Radiation and uh, Pauline Black from the Selector. Um, Millie Small, I didn't uh, interview until my later books, So she comes a little bit later. Judge Dredd, before he died. Um, a Buster Blood Vessel. And, you know, I stopped at the 90s because that's when I was writing this book. That's when I was interviewing people, was in the 90s forward. So it's really not on the modern Era of ska, like American ska. Um, there mm-hmm. is some of the toasters in there, but that's about where I stopped because that's when I wrote it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Right. You you said, um, well, I think it's one of the titles, right? The rhythm of liberation. Is that? Yeah, that's
1: a different. Yeah, that was a different book. So ska that's the a rhythm book. of liberation.
0: Uh, what right. does that mean exactly?
1: Okay, so for me, ska. Okay, not for me. Ska was always uh, tied to. Um, social culture, politics, many of Scott's, even though Scott can be instrumental. It still is political. Many times because the titles,
0: you oh, know, okay. Marcus, yes.
1: you know, Marcus yeah. Harvey, mm-hmm. reburial of Marcus, you know, and, uh, you know, I so I think that especially because of what was going on culturally during the years right after independence and during independence, and Jamaica's trying to establish its own identity in 1962 and and break these bonds of colonization and slavery, that scow music was uplifting. It was positive. And there were conditions that were horribly oppressive with colonization and still un- massive unemployment, few opportunities. And so scow music was upbeat and positive and it was something that people needed to feel liberated from the chains of their condition. Mm -hmm. That's why I called it that. It
0: was also the first music that Jamaican could claim.
1: That's right. Uh right. Well, Mento, Mento, but you but know, that was, uh, pretty, so, that was colonization still.
0: Right. Uh-huh. So, right. So, yes. right. And I think the, 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 air, the years leading up to independence and just after independence, I think the musician wanted a new music to go That's with right. freedom That's from right. British colonialism. Right. That's right. I'm the hardest right. anything that you haven't said. So I, I, yeah. I fully agree right. with that statement. Yeah, uh, good. I'm glad right. you fully ag- that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs>
1: good. It
0: was a search for our music, something that we could identify with.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Which was that that actual topic was the the subject of my book Operation Jump Up. So mm-hmm. this was because in Jamaica there was the government actually had a push. It's called the subtitle is Jamaica's campaign. So that's for your a next book. That's a separate sound. book. Yeah, uh-huh. Jamaica's campaign for a national sound. The government it was it was Edward Seaga and the Ministry mm-hmm. of Tourism. They actually wanted to create have a a a sound, ska music, that Mm. they could promote to the world, which they did at the World's Fair and a number of other events, so that people would come to Jamaica And and they would be able to have their own identity that was separate from Great Britain and that they would encourage tourism to come see our country that is just born in 1962. So there was a very big push by Edward Seaga, Carlos Malcolm by Byron Lee and the Dragonairs to try to put this new country on the map and mm. mu- music was one way they did that right yeah
0: so it wasn't until Millie Small now came with my boy Lollipop right. really brought right. modernity uh, to Jamaican music That's and right? went worldwide I think sold 4 million copies
1: yes yes above. yes
0: and right. when a producer tell you that you sell 4 million you know sometimes twice <laughs> that right <laughs> that's good that's good you're right excuse me you're right
2: right let me see the paperwork
0: on that yeah Ah, so that's how yes all right so that's that that's that's an appropriate title the rhythm of liberation i I didn't see the sense of it until you put it into perspective thank you Mm -hmm. thank you i like
1: i like that you scrutinize and think about and 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 question me about things thank you i appreciate that
0: uh yeah. <laughs> yeah all right thanks you're pushing me back in my shell now i'm scrutinizing no
1: i know i like that
0: okay uh-huh. so your last your last of seven is operation jump up jamaica's campaign for a national south so you're starting into that uh you started by mentioning right Seattle, right carlos malcolm and a few others can right. you elaborate a little bit more
1: Sure thing. So there were a number if of nothing, events.
0: If nothing, which focus on the book? Emphasis on the book, of course.
1: Yeah, sure. So mm-hmm. there were a number of, of events that I write about. So the World's Fair in 1964. I remember that one. Mm-hmm. That was a big one. And uh, so I had always heard. Who were some
0: oh, of the actors who were there? If, I think Prince Buster, Jimmy Cliff. Um, but I think they sent Byron Lee as right. opposed to the Scatalyze because right. uh, Politics again? Uh, right. Monte Morris
1: exactly yep mm-hmm. no you're yeah, good yeah and then the dancers of course so ronnie and jeanette and well actually jeanette wasn't at the world's fair because she was at the peppermint lounge mm-hmm. so they were debuting they had the dance they 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 did the the dance steps to the mm. ska and they taught the world how to dance the ska. Ska. and they did it strategically at clubs in new york very posh clubs They did it at the Peppermint Lounge where the twist was invented. Um, And so, and then they did like a big advertising campaign that ran in Mademoiselle Magazine. Ronnie Uh Ronnie Nazrella was Byron Lee's manager. And he was one of the dancers, Ronnie and Jeanette.
0: I didn't and, know musicians I'd manage yeah. back then. <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: I know.
0: <laughs> well, of course, Byron Lee, Byron Lee could afford it. Yeah. Very
1: And very professional. Yeah, it was a very professional. It was a very different mm-hmm. kind of band. And so um, he did a promotion campaign. And so he had all of these events all around New York City. And, um, mm. and then when Millie was popular, then Millie was brought into the fold. And so they had Millie Small Day at the World's Fair. And they had a big tour. Uh, that oh, eh? yeah, Millie's small day at the World's Fair was, I think, it was August eighth, nineteen sixty
2: four.
1: Mm. And uh, and I asked, I interviewed her about it, and I asked her about it, and she said she doesn't remember that day. There's only one thing she remembers that day, and it was meeting Martin Luther King Jr. and his son. She <laughs> you met mean Martin Luther those, King Jr. If those
0: dignitaries were in the audience listening to Scat. Yeah, at least knew about scare back then.
1: that's right mm. that's right can you believe that right. so
0: yeah amazing but i think back then though some of the radio stations did play some scare i know there uh, prince buster got one of his songs played here i'm not he exactly did. sure which one right uh, yeah i think i can't think of any before desmond decker came before me israelite but i think Millie right. really right. small and somebody else got some airplay in the united right. states
1: yeah, mm-hmm. well, I think I know he had wash wash was the big song that he had that they were promoting at that time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and they had a, you know, he had a dance that he did to wash wash and and uh, Boise Castro had a, a dance that he would do to wash wash. And so, you know, dances were very popular then with like the twist mm-hmm. and, you know, right. all those right. dances. Right. So they tried mm-hmm. to capitalize on that by making a, mm-hmm. a, a dance steps to the sky.
0: And i never thought no, go ahead uh, so i, I never thought did anything important so i guess now i can say he did something important by trying to inter- <laughs> internationalize care <yeah. laughs>
1: i know that's that's the
0: one thing we wow so address. i give him one plus <laughs> it took me all <laughs> these agree. years to find something to credit him for
1: i agree i agree he's a, a black heart yeah. man yeah mm. i got it so yeah. but yeah he uh, the the dance The dance moves, they made it into a brochure, like a little pamphlet, and they put it in all the record albums. So like Atlantic Records released a Jamaican ska, you know, uh, album that year in 1964. And they put the brochure in there It was a compilation with like, you know, Byron Lee and and, uh, Jimmy Cliff and things like that. And they put the brochure in there so that if people wanted to dance the ska, they could just follow the steps.
0: You have any of those? Have you collected any? I
1: have
0: one on my wall right here. <laughs> hey. There it is. Oh, I've yeah. seen that photo. Yeah. Okay, I've seen it. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: that's, I got that one on my wall. <laughs> 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 yes, that's a yes for me.
0: we've been laughing a lot so let's get a little bit serious now okay because okay. so as a as a female what are some of the challenges that you've had to face and deal with some of the rejection in trying to research this music especially when you go to jamaica and then you come back to the united states and tell <laughs> yeah. publisher, hey i'm writing about jamaica said jamaica yeah. queens no 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 oh, jamaica right. and the Caribbean. Right. what are some right. of the challenges as a female
1: I mean, when I go to Jamaica, people have been pretty warm and receptive to me. Mm-hmm. Frankly, um, I've made some really, really strong friends there. I mean, most of, you know, I, I, I don't know. I some some of the older men maybe a little bit, but you know, because I understand because I'm an outsider. You know, mm-hmm. I get that. But most mostly people embrace me because they say we really appreciate that you're fi- that somebody is finally. Paying attention to preserving this history. This history is important. We know it's important, and nobody mm. else is doing this. And so we thank you for being the one, you know, the mm. one person to do this. So um, you know, I think the the interviews that I've done with you know some of the people that have passed away now, you know, mm. I've I, I've donated those to an archive so that future people can can access them. They're being digitized, so they'll be put online so that anybody can use them. So it's really important for me that that that's the reason why I'm doing this is so that, um, you know, that when when somebody dies, that their stories don't die with them.
0: Right, and that's usually the case when you yeah. past Your stories got many, right. many stories, especially for right. musicians. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So it has not been uh, not, many, no, not, not many, not many, if any rejection in Jamaica is primarily no, not when you. Really. Mm, no, that's good. Really. That's good. Good to know. Good yeah. to... I didn't think so either, but I just yeah, thought that out.
1: Yes, very, right. very warm culture. And, you know, I've been lucky to have um, quite a few people that I, I, you know, like a handful of people that I just I keep really close and we, you know, we mm-hmm. talk all the time. And so when I travel there, um, you know, they always help me and, and it's a collaboration. It's I, I thought you lived
0: there. You're always in social media. When, I guess it's when you're down there because I thought you were living in Jamaica. Oh, no. I, I,
1: no. I, yeah, no. I try to go as often as I can because, <laughs> you know, I love being there and I love researching and, and being immersed in the culture. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't know when I'll be there next. We'll see. Uh, as,
0: is it as a result of the pandemic? Yeah. So once this is it under is. control, then you're gone.
1: I would like to, yes. So mm. if I can, I mean, it's I don't know if I can afford to It will out. be, a,
0: it will be under control right. by next summer.
1: I hope so. I hope yes. so.
0: Yes, I'm inclined yeah. to believe it will. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you about um, the movie Pick It Up, Scare, uh, in the nineties. Right. You, you, you wrote. I guess. Um. I think you met the director, Tyler. Can yeah, you tell the story from there?
1: Taylor. Right. Mm. Taylor Morton, Yes. Yeah. So he was. You know that's his. That is his wonderful Grandchild. project. Yeah. Oh God, yeah, and he's a real visionary. In that he, uh, he loves he loves Scott. and he did that out of a labor of love.
0: And Where is he based?
1: He's based in Oregon. Some ba- him. Bend, oh, Oregon. Uh-huh. He's a so He's based here in
0: the states. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. and he's a filmmaker, and he was, mm. um, you know, really into you know like real big fish and a lot of the the bands yes. that were popular in the 90s. And so he wrote, he, he uh, started to interview and did a lot of interviews and asked me, could I interview you? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. But then after that, I think he realized, like, how do I put, I need more of a narrative to put this together. And so he asked if I would come in and and write the narration and and help with writing, like kind of helping him to structure, Mm -hmm. make sure that nothing was missing. So of course, I made sure uh, to have a heavy dose of the history in there, and mm-hmm. so um yeah, I think people so where did
0: the his... title pick it up um come from
1: well that's that was his title, but i you know mm-hmm. it's from you know the the technique that the toasters many of the toasters would use to pick it up you know is the is a ska phrase um that originates with you know toasting, so I think that that's where that mm-hmm. came from for him, and then uh you know, it's cute. It's clever. It's, it's, you know, it's kind of uh, memorable. And um, so when then when uh, we put some of the when he put some of the footage together, you know, he would show me and he would say, Hey, we need some writing for this part here. And so we really work together on that part. But that is really he is, uh, he's fantastic. And what I really appreciate about that movie too, is that he has a really keen sense of humor. And the timing, the timing of that. Mm-hmm. Movie, he's yeah, it's it's really amazing. Fun. I'm, I'm I honored think, to be a part of that. Project. If
0: I'm not mistaken, we are nearing our destination, and I wanted okay. to ask you um, if you're writing any book uh, at this particular moment. I it seems as though you're always writing, but I'll let you ask without speculation. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes, I, I I'm I'm I went down the rabbit hole. Is, yes, is I is, is the title a secret? No, it's not. So I'm working on a book now on. Um, on women of the two-tone era and one step beyond. Still
0: has something to do with Scare. It
1: does. I can't <laughs> stop
0: it. <laughs> to oh try boy. to get you to stop writing about Scare is like <laughs> trying to start a fire on Don's River. It won't happen. Congratulations. <laughs> that.
2: That's good. <laughs> That's really good. Go on, Heather. Very, uh-huh. Very clever. Very uh-huh.
0: clever. I love
1: and it. And
0: so when can we expect this book to... Um,
1: Gosh, I don't know. I'm right now. I'm in the middle of interviewing. So I'm just trying to, um, I interviewed uh, one person today. I've got one person tomorrow. So I would say maybe, you know, a good six months to a year.
0: Mm-hmm. Before yeah. that book, six yeah. months to, before that book is out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a title for it?
1: Yeah, well, I'm think I'm debating between two. So I'm not sure yet, but it's, it's mm-hmm. either "Rude Girls Wanted," which is the name of an adverti- that was an advertisement that ran, um, or Rude it had
0: anything to do with that title had anything to do with ska, or he just like
1: Yeah, yeah, it was an ad for the Body Snatchers, when oh. they yeah, so it's, it's it was "Rude Girls Wanted" or "Ruder Than You." So I'm or maybe slick. you'll
0: write two books, you see. Right. <laughs> oh, I
1: always have one in the back of my mind. Yeah. You, <laughs> yeah, so anything so.
0: else you would like to, pa- any other information you'd like to pass along to our viewers?
1: Well, my website viewers? is, yeah, my website mm-hmm. is skabook.com. So singular, skabook.com. And so you'll see, I have... Um, a blog, a blog that I have posted. I have probably about, oh my gosh, probably three hundred or four hundred blog posts on there. Whenever I hear something like, "Oh, a cuckoo maca stick," you know, like Laurel Aiken sings about a a cuckoo maca stick in Sally uh, And Brown, what is that, by the way? In Sally Brown. So I found, you know, I'm like, "What is that?" So I went to, hey. the, you know, and it's it, it deals. It it comes from some of the origins, um, like a, a Haitian voodoo stick, and it was a stick that was used in oh, stick fights in Kalimba. Right, right. So. I thought, because, well, you I'm know, sure.
0: he was born in Cuba and then raised in Jamaica. Yes. So I, yes. I thought it was a, yes. a Cuban term. Right,
1: right. Well, and see, these are the things that I blog about. Because cu- when I'm curious, I like to find out and then I like to write about it. So you can see my blog post there and then all the information about my books.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, I just want to take the opportunity to list your books. Dan German, The Genius and the Tragedy of the World's Greatest Trombone Player, Women in Jamaican Music, Songbirds, Pioneering Women in Jamaican Music, Alpha Boys School, Cradle of Jamaican Music, and open, and, sorry, and Oral History, Skia, The Rhythm of Liberation. Boy, I love that. <laughs> Operation you. Jump Up, Jamaica's campaign for a national sound.
1: That's uh, right. Thank title you. and
0: more to come. Thank if, if, you. More if,
1: if. to come. There are come so write. many
0: other things that you could yeah. write about, but you have chosen to focus on this music, and I really yeah. and truly want to thank, thank you from... You the depth of my heart and Any, anything you want to say that uh, we you. have uh that I haven't asked you that you want to talk no, about no I
1: no I think we're good I have just so enjoyed this conversation junior because mm-hmm. your history and your uh, contributions are uh they're just so wonderful and it's nice to talk to somebody that that you know that has been there and, and knows the music like you do so thank you
0: I'm still a student, you know, so much I learned so much Me from too. you. I, Me too. Me too. <laughs> you know, J. Krishnamurti said the moment you stop learning, you're utterly and totally dead.
1: I agree. Right. Mm. I agree.
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, Heather, I want to really and truly thank you.
1: Thank you, Junior.
0: Yes, ma'am. Uh, this, 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 I guess, concludes the sixth episode of the History of Eleskia one on one session. Tonight's featured guest, uh, Heather Agustin. Thank you. thanks to your family for allowing you this time oh thanks thank relatives. you thanks to your parents for producing such a wonderful person thank you and, oh so yeah good. for taking interest in our music thank are you, you kidding if more people did this if more people did this the music would have gone much much further
2: uh,
0: oh yeah no i don't take this lightly I
2: you know when i grew up it. in
0: jamaica i was told that jamaican music wasn't a part of american music uh-huh. and music from england and elsewhere so now I. I, I've been p- focusing on ski for the past 35 years because I came here to prove to people that yes. ski rock is yes. just as good and, and many times better than. That's
1: right. Absolutely. Uh, I,
0: I wanted to prove a point. Thank I, I don't know you. if I succeeded, but I'm doing yes.
1: yes, Yes, yes.
0: So that's why I want to thank you Respect, mm, for your thank contribution. You. Yes, man.
1: Thank
0: you. I, oh, you learned that in Jamaica, man. I Not do. too much <laughs> patwa come out tonight. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Not too much, but you know, respect. yeah. Just yeah. ten days, just no, ten days. <laughs> you are gonna spend longer time down there. All right, Heather. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Junior. Yeah,
0: and thank we you. we are going to campaign to get uh order of distinction for Dan Drummond.
1: Yes, and find uh, his grave. Thank you. Oh yeah, yes, thank ma'am. We're gonna that. find his grave. Yes. Uh, the,
0: the work started in Jamaica. I
1: love so we
0: have So We have Good. we have uh, a spy who said he's going to find it. Good. Uh, very good. i want to thank to all our viewers worldwide and again thank thanks to you Thank you. it's been wonderful We hope to do this again very good yes. and thanks to our producer Ericola. this is his brainchild you know
1: i i love it. Really i had fun. no
0: idea what to do with my time i was so bored but, Oh, yeah oh he's actually, he's gifted gifted talented bright yeah and uh said hey let's 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 do this and it's uh, working is out mm-hmm. this is fun so this is number six and we'll we'll be doing number seven pretty soon
1: very good well i'm honored I think to be
0: here it's a secret i think he wants to talk to me in number seven <laughs> <laughs> i love it That's good. That's all right good. There we go. Uh, thanks for your time again eh? thank you thank you good night uh, good night good
1: night